everyone is a character. All characters are Tatiana. Conclusion, Tatiana is everyone. You're listening to Tatiana is Everyone, an Orphan Black podcast. My name is Chris. And my name is Stephanie. And this episode is not spoiler free. We are going to be talking about anything and everything that's happened on the show up through the end of season three. And in this episode, we are discussing a character who was introduced in the third season and turned out to be surprisingly controversial, Shay Davidov, I'm guessing is how her last name is pronounced. Close enough, I guess. Okay. She hasn't said it, I don't think. I think we've just seen it written. Am I correct? That sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. So Davidov? Davidov? I don't know. But so let's maybe start with her last name. She's still a fairly, I, I would say a fairly limited isn't the word I'm looking for. Kind of very, I don't know, abstractly drawn character. We don't have as much information about her yet because she is a new character she's only been in i think six episodes so far uh that sounds right yeah she's uh a bit mysterious still yes but i i did want to talk about her last name a little because i think it 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 kind of jumps out at you since we have a prominent character on the show who is ukrainian And that last name, at least from my Googling, indicates is a fairly common name in both Russia and Ukraine. And so I think some people have speculated if that might be a clue as to more background information about her. Do you have any thoughts on her last name, Chris? Uh, Not particularly, but I'm I'm just kind of guessing that it's got to do with the fact that they hired Ksenia Solo, who does actually speak some Russian. <laughs> so, I don't know. That's my main thought, too. It's possible we might learn more about her and she might be connected to Helena's past in some way. But I think it's more likely just the fact that Ksenia Solo is from Latvia. She speaks some Russian. And who doesn't like it when actors speak other languages? You know, <laughs> it's it's something that people like to see. It's like, oh, she speaks another language. That's neat. I don't know why it's neat, but it is. It's like seeing, <laughs> seeing another language come out of... A person who's usually speaking another language is is just kind of fascinating to people. So I wouldn't be surprised if the writers wanted to be able to pull in that aspect of Ksenia Solo's talents in her role here. Right. I mean, I I think, if anything, that would be my guess is like, it's a a nod to the heritage of the actor, right? Because I mean, you might as well. Yes. Because I, yeah, I think we'll probably talk more about potential affiliations she might have. But I think right now we haven't had a clear sense that she is affiliated with the Prolethians. I think especially given the very new agey spirituality vibe that they've given to her that doesn't particularly strike me as particularly Prolethian. Yeah, unless it's another situation of like, Maybe she had been at one point, and it isn't now. I mean, mm. again, I, I see no reason to think that either. But I think that before I would think, oh, she is with the Prolethians now. You know what I mean? Yeah, and and that's my thought on it too. But I, I don't think it's an unreasonable speculation that she could be 
potentially somebody with connections to Helena's past, but that's not my first inclination. Right. I mean, as with most things, Orphan Black, like anything's possible. <laughs> right. It's possible, but I I don't I don't inherently see a connection there. Not yet. <laughs> so since we're talking about connections, shall we talk about the military? Yeah, let's do that. Because I think that was a bit of a surprise for a lot of viewers. How did you feel when they revealed that picture of her in uniform? Surprised is a good <laughs> is a good word for it. Because you know, there had been no suggestion of it until that moment. And it's one of those things, you know, learning it doesn't necessarily change things for me. I know a lot of people immediately were suspicious. And I'm just kind of like, but aren't there like a lot of people in the military? Like that doesn't necessarily mean anything. I know, I know we've already got people on the show who are involved with the military, and they're all super shady. But I don't know. It doesn't necessarily ring any alarm bells for me. Right. And it it was introduced, I believe that bit of background information about her was introduced in the episode where we knew there was a mole somewhere feeding information to Castor. And so it was a a useful way to maybe point some fingers at several characters who could be potential moles. Right. So that when they they revealed that it was Gracie who contacted them to be like, Gracie, no. So there's that. (laughs) Yeah, it, it was part of a whole thing meant to cast suspicion on Shay. So you know, I get that. That's well done. <laughs> mm-hmm, absolutely. Especially in the season about the military. So thematic. So it's possible there's some connection to Castor there. However, I don't feel really strongly. I don't. Yeah, I just don't have a clear sense of who she might be affiliated if she does have some sort of ulterior motive. But I think it certainly obviously something worth considering. I, I think actually the caster I would buy more quickly than I would buy the Prolethean idea. Right. I mean, there is a more direct connection there set up as a possibility. But here's here's another thought. And I think I mentioned this in the season three roundtable that we did. But it could also be possible. And again, I'm just throwing this out there. I don't have any reason to necessarily think this is true. But the other characters that we know have military connections are Paul and Cal. And we know that Shay's got money. We know Cal has money. Maybe she was somehow involved with something with Cal. Mm. That's what I'm wondering about her character, if that's the direction they're going to go with her. Because I know people have been speculating a lot of she's this kind of double agent type figure sent in by the Prolethians, the Castor people, even the maybe the Neolutionists, though I think that's the farthest down on my list of possibilities, because I think there have been no hints in regards to her being a Neolutionist. Really? You'd think Prolethean before a Neolutionist? Ah, they're both really far down there. Okay. I was just wondering. Yeah, it's hard to rank them, but they're both really far down there on, on possibility list. So I'm wondering if they might go the way of Cal, because they set up a connection with him to the military very early on when he was introduced. And while they have given us a hint of like, okay, he hasn't told Sarah the complete truth about himself, I don't think they're going for full-on evil figure duplicitous person in Sarah's life, just that there's more to him that we don't know yet. Right. And I mean, clearly he's set up as this person who's running from something. Right. 
So that be- that would be kind of interesting to me too, because the way they've set up Shay's life, she is clearly distancing herself from that too. So the the military, I mean, absolutely. And I like that you point out that they both they seem to have a, quite a bit of money, and I think with Cal we have a better sense of why he has the money that he has, but for Shay, I think that's still a mystery. They pointed out pretty clearly in the third season, but I don't feel like they give us a good answer as to why she has the amount of money that she has given her occupation. Right. I think the scene with Delphine, I believe Delphine brings it up. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Because it is, like, she's a, a registered massage therapist or something. So how can she afford that fancy, awesome apartment? Fantastic apartment. Apartment and all the that- fancy, fancy clothes. And- Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to make a joke about her apartment that emphasizes cleanliness, <laughs> since it has both a cloth foot bathtub and a shower. Ah. <laughs> but it was a dumb joke, so. Cleanliness, but not privacy. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. <laughs> I'm just saying. So we have that bit about the money. How does she get the money that she clearly has? And then we also have the fact that she admits that she lied about some of the information that she put on her Sapphire profile. Mm -hmm. But I think that's not super nefarious seeming to me. Lots of people aren't 100% honest about such things. Right. And I mean, that's basically what she tells Cosima. And I don't, I don't have any reason to doubt what she tells Cosima. Right. Because like I, I have a friend, I have have several friends who are teachers, and so they aren't super specific. They kind of fudge some details when they put that sort of thing online because they don't want their students to go and find them, and that would be awkward. (laughs) Ah, (laughs) uh She isn't a teacher, but I'm just saying there's, I know several people who aren't 100% truthful about what they put on their online profiles for reasons that are not intended to be deceptive toward people they might meet through such online fora. Right. Plus, I mean, stuff, there are certain things that you could put on there that would just inherently give people ideas about you. So perhaps better to not not talk about it. (laughs) So speaking of dating profiles, (laughs) Shay's big storyline this season obviously was Shay Sima, as it is known on the internet. Shay's relationship with Kazima. I feel like we, during our discussions of the season three episodes, we talked quite a bit about the triangle and our feelings about the triangle. And so we're not really going to go into that much here. We're going to focus mostly just on Shay and how she kind of functioned in the story. And something that I, I we pointed out quite a bit was the fact that their relationship seemed very lighthearted and uncomplicated as compared to many of the other relationships on the show. It's true. It's true. And I do think it kind of fits in with, I know we're we're veering into Kasima talk here, but Kasima's storyline seems to largely be about having this big thing happen and sort of trying to maybe have a little bit more of a lighthearted situation going on for herself. So I, I think Shay fits in nicely with that. Mm-hmm. At least Shay, as we have known her so far, because she, she seems like kind of a fun person. Shay? And yeah, yeah, doesn't she? She does. She's fun and, and supportive. And it's kind of nice that Kasima has somebody like that in her life. Mm-hmm. It's funny, though, because I remember we got, 
I wouldn't quite call it feedback. It was just a friend of ours. It was our friend Sally. She contacted me at some point while season three was airing, talking about Kasima and Shay and saying like, yeah, I don't trust Shay. Nobody is like that good of a listener and that supportive. So <laughs> essentially <laughs> saying she seems too perfect to not have some sort of ulterior motive, which I find interesting. It is in it's Sally's suspicious. <laughs> I was going to say, is this just because we're watching Orphan Black and we tend to be suspicious of everybody? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> But I will say that she does seem to be a very nice person and a very like good listener and really able to put somebody else's needs ahead of her own. She is. She's a very nurturing kind of person from what we've seen. Mm-hmm. I was like, I want to be friends with Shay. <laughs> I need to. I need somebody who will listen to me complain about <laughs> whatever weird thing happened that day. Anyway, but that's about me and not about Shay. <laughs> But we got some feedback from Potato Loca. I'm going to guess it's how to say this username. It's a Tumblr t- name. It's a Tumblr name. And this person said, Shay is so sweet and too pure. She doesn't deserve all that, all the drama and interrogation. She obviously has real feelings for Kasima. So it's going to be hard for her since Kasima practically cheated on her slash forgot about her. She deserves to know the truth, though. They owe her that much. So Potato Loca wants to see the best in Shay. <laughs> Unlike Sally, who is suspicious. <laughs> Unlike a lot of people who are suspicious. <laughs> I don't know. I From what we've seen, I tend to agree that Shay is a, a sweet person. I don't know. Things could be revealed next season. It's possible. But I think Potato Loca is also getting at a question which Tom also, who wrote into us, also kind of hints at. And he, he asked, will Shay and Kasima still be an item? It could go either way, depending on circumstances. I would think under normal circumstances, once Delphine threatened to kill Shay, she would stay the hell away from Kasima. <laughs> Even after Delphine's last visit and her giving Shay the okay to talk about the sisters, unless Shay is hopelessly in love with Kasima, the only reason she would continue to have a relationship is because she has an ulterior motive. And I messed up reading you word for word, Tom. I apologize. But that's essentially what you said. And I think that's a good question is, do we think that Shay would be willing to entertain a relationship with Kasima after her ex-girlfriend coming and threatening her? Fairly, It was a fairly scary, tense scene. And if she is, does that spell ulterior motive? Here's the thing. <laughs> There was a scene of Shay clearly missing Kasima when Delphine showed up to give her the green light mm-hmm. to find information. So I guess it depends on a few things, right? Because clearly she's, she, it, I mean, it, I don't see any ulterior motive in that shot of her just like looking longingly at Kasima's bracelet. You know what I mean? Right. There's no suspicion there for me. Because nobody was around. She wasn't putting on a show for somebody. Right. She was alone in her apartment, and she seemed to be missing somebody. I mean, it could be like Delphine. She is sent in with a mission and falls in love with her person she's supposed to be spying on, I guess. However, I I agree. That seems to hint that she doesn't necessarily have an ulterior motive. If nothing else, it hints at genuine affection, I think. Absolutely. So then there's, in addition to that, 
one wonders how much of a mystery lover is Shay? Because, <laughs> you know, if there's this person who threatened my life who suddenly shows up and says, you know, you're okay, here's a thing. <laughs> Give it to Kasima and tell her that she can tell you everything. I mean, I'm intrigued. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't you be kind of like, huh, what's this thing that I apparently need to know? Mm-hmm. My interest would be piqued, I think, by that. I would be very surprised if we didn't see Shay at least try to hear Kasima out next season. Mm-hmm. But I still remain uncertain as to whether they'll actually have their relationship to continue. Because it's not like Delphine just showed up and even, e- even if Delphine only showed up and, you know, talked sternly to Shay and maybe threw some stuff around, you know? <laughs> that, right. That might be enough to be like, okay, maybe I don't want to go near this person because her ex is crazy. Like that. <laughs> Which is also fair, but I just, I, to me, the fact that she actually listened to Delphine. Yeah. When Delphine showed up, I think. To me, there's enough indication there that she'd at least be willing to see what the hell is going on. Mm-hmm. We also got a voice message from our buddy Kevin. Hi, ladies. It's Kevin Batchelder. Wanted to give you some feedback for your Shea-specific episode. And first off, I need to thank you for allowing me to be a guest host there for the first episode that she appeared in. Uh, the scheduling uh, worked out well with Stephanie being unavailable and uh, I was able to be there. So again, thank you. That was a lot of fun being on the podcast. Uh, and as you both know, and I think some of the listeners uh, likely know, I'm a huge fan of Kenzie from Lost Girls. So it was great to see Ksenia in a different role here and certainly visually looking a lot different. I suspect more like what she might look like outside of her career stuff. Uh, but it was interesting, certainly very much from the Kasima side of things. It was nice to see Kasima have someone to interact with uh, besides the core part of the show, those characters that were very much always on point with what's going on. So that was nice. I'd like to see that relationship develop. Certainly, you know, with what broke down between Delphine and Cosima, you know, uh, something else had to go in there, and it's interesting to see what we're going to get. So I've been very intrigued. Not sure if she's going to be good or bad or middle of the road. Certainly, as we're getting more uh, info about her, that picture of her from the military or whatever that might be, uh, I'm very intrigued to see where it goes. So I'm not even sure myself. I don't have a hunch yet, you know, after what uh, the horrors that Delphine put her through, you know, threatening to cut her arteries and everything. My goodness, that's obviously going to have a big ripple effect going forward next season, but it should be interesting. So I'm very much looking forward to it. One interesting note, I think you folks will get a kick out of, uh, as you know, being the big Ksenia fan and specifically the Kenzie fan, thinking a lot of her kind of like a little sister, always want to protect her after all the years on Lost Girl. Uh, it was quite interesting. A couple episodes in when we saw Shay uh, in one of the scenes with Kasima just in her underwear, her lingerie. And, you know, it was a little odd because thinking of Kenzie as like my little sister, I mean, Ksenia Solo is an amazingly attractive woman, but it was very odd. I mean, my first initial thought, I got to admit, was someone get that girl a robe. Uh, and it was always funny when you folks were talking about it. I think Chris mentioned that it was just weird to see Ksenia that way after all the years on Lost Girls. So got a good chuckle out of that one. So appreciate your podcast. I uh, hope you all take care. Thanks for sending that in, Kevin. Yes, it, it was. <laughs> Kevin and I actually had a conversation about this at, at some point. The cognitive dissonance, if you will, of of seeing Ksenia Solo in her underwear and how it was really and weird. And even less. <laughs> well, yes, I, I'm 
trying to remember at what point we had that conversation. Mm. It might have been after the even less episode, and <laughs> which is just what we'll call it now. <laughs> no, it was funny though because I I kind of after a couple episodes, like I kind of got used to it a little bit, mm-hmm. just in managing to separate Shay from both Kenzie and Ksenia Solo. Like to me, it was just three different people at that point, <laughs> which is weird. I know, but. Actually, as as one of my friends says, it's like, well, that's how you know a good actress. <laughs> if right. She's just like, if she's convinced you that she's three different people. <laughs> yeah. I was like, that's fair. That's fair. But uh, I, I talked about it to Kevin and Kevin was just like, I'm not there yet. <laughs> it's, it's, just, <laughs> it's still too weird for me. <laughs> I think by the end of the season, I still felt the impulse to put my fingers over my eyes, but there was like a little slit in my fingers too. So... <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to see it, but I do. Yeah, it's like, it, this is awkward, but I kind of want to see it. Because <laughs> she's foxy. She's a foxy lady. She is super foxy. And I liked Kevin's comment about how she looks more different and probably perhaps a bit more like how she is kind of in her usual life. And it, I, that's my big takeaway I've had post-Orphan Black seeing Ksenia at like comic-con type conventions pop culture conventions i remember we went to dragon con back in in over labor day weekend and one day i was like oh that's a shea hat that's totally a shea hat (laughs) it was it was friday she was wearing this sort of ginormous yellow hat the the brim on it was ginormous i should i should clarify Mm -hmm. and it was it was a very shea hat so she definitely dresses a bit more like shea in real life i think personality wise she's closer to shea than she is to Kenzie. However, she is not Shay. Shay is still a very distinct person from Cassandra Solo, I feel like. For sure. Yeah. But I feel like Kevin is going to have to get used to Shay being a little less than dressed because <laughs> Cassandra Solo has confirmed on Twitter that she is going to return in season four. Well, that just depends on what happens in season four. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's just going to be naked, Chris. You just. <laughs> I've decided that's just her wardrobe for <laughs> season huh (laughs) you you've decided and you have control of such things i totally do i totally do news to me but okay (laughs) well i've been recruited by the wardrobe department and let's be honest (laughs) my knowledge of clothing is not great so they're just like (laughs) they've given me all the nude characters outfits to design Uh, there's a joke here. I just, I can't. I'm too tired to find it. <laughs> but I was not surprised to hear that Ksenia confirmed that she was coming back in season four. They left the door wide open with that business card exchange from her and Delphine. I would have been very surprised if she didn't come back after that. Because if nothing else, that's a very, that could be a crucial piece of information that Delphine turned over to somebody who could potentially be nefarious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's too much left unanswered with Shay, I feel Mm -hmm. like. So I'm really curious what will happen in the next season. Because, yeah, they've got her in this really interesting place where she could be aligned with some clone conspiracy organization, but she doesn't have to be. Mm -hmm. I personally think it might be really interesting if she isn't involved with them, because then you can maybe explore how someone with no direct ties or commitments to these people, how they 
react in a situation like this. You know what I mean? I agree. And like we were talking about, if they did something with her like they kind of did with Cal, because as far as we know, he has no direct connection to the clone project, but he does have elements of his past have helped him deal with the situation that Sarah's in more easily than I think the average person would. So it could be interesting if Shay was even more average than Cal. <laughs> and- <laughs> well, because the thing about Cal is he is directly tied to the clones because he has a kid with one of them. Fair. So yeah, that's fair. So I think that's sort of part of my interest in this is like, she's not directly tied. Like there's no direct link to any of the clones even like she's not a family member with them. You know, there's no kids that she has with any of them like this is that we know of i'm kidding <laughs> i know i know that we know of <laughs> but um i don't know i just this could be interesting how does a relatively normal person deal with this i think also in regards to how they might use shay in the future we have the fact that she is a faith healer and they've paired her with our science clone it this is something kind of obvious it it happens a lot in television shows you know you you put somebody who has these type of beliefs in sort of relief with somebody who has beliefs very different from theirs and it was surprising to me actually this season that they didn't explore that more and we got a email from edith who expressed some similar sentiments. She said, when I heard that a faith healer would befriend Kasima, I thought it was a great idea. Through this friendship with Shay, I hoped Kasima would question her science and everything she has always studied and believed. There was a bit of questioning in her conversation with Kira about her out-of-body experience, but that's it. And I had kind of a similar reaction. I thought there'd be more to Kasima's relationship with a spiritual faith healer type of person. Did you have a similar thought? Well, I remember we had a conversation before the season started when we just had the sort of character breakdowns that had been released. And I believe it said that Shay was going to be like a a faith healer who befriends Kasima. And we were looking at it as, okay, Kasima had this near-death experience. And I think they had the first episode where she was trying to broach the subject with Kira. And we're like, oh, okay, I think I know where this is going. (laughs) And we were wrong. Although they did, they did have at least one scene where they sort of talked about it. And yeah, I, I don't know. I thought it was going to be a bigger part of it than it ended up being. But I like that it's an element that exists. Mm-hmm. And again, I think, think slash hope they'll get more into it next season. Yeah, I'm wondering if they were perhaps saving it for a little more down the road. I don't know. But at the same time, the more that I think about it, even though Kasima is a hard science gal, she's from Berkeley. It's it's not like she's she's never seen a rose quartz crystal being waved in her face before. Like, it's not completely out of her element, I think, the way that it might be for maybe somebody like Scott, who clearly seems to come from like the Midwest. (laughs) I think it's interesting that you're looking at it as a geographical thing. (laughs) I see what you're saying, but (laughs) at the same time. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. Based on what we've seen, like, of their living spaces, Mm -hmm. I'd believe that Cosima would be more open to it. Yeah. She has very much a a hippie, bohemian vibe to her. Right. So even though it might not align with 
her, you know, her biology, her studies, the things that she's really interested in, I, I feel like she, uh, she wouldn't be totally close minded to the idea that there are other other things out there that could explain the unexplainable. Because I think Kasima would say that, and she said essentially in season two, we don't know what we're doing exactly. We're poking things with sticks. I, I don't think she thinks necessarily that science has all the answers. However, I did think there would be a bit more emphasis on pushing and stretching Kasima's beliefs through her interactions with Shay than there actually ended up being in season three. Mm-hmm. And that's fair. But yeah, I, I like that they've got that as a possible avenue to explore, yeah. I guess. Yeah. This is Chris in the editing room. We actually got a couple of messages about Shay from listeners after we recorded the episode, but it's before I finish editing, so I wanted to go ahead and, and put those in here. We got an email from Nina in Germany. She says, I always felt suspicious of Shay. I don't know why, but when she asked about Sarah, my first thought was that she's from Dyad or Castor, and the information that she was military supported my feelings. But after she was tortured by Delphine, I wasn't quite sure if she's really a mole. And I kind of liked her relationship with Cosima and how it helped Cosima to get over the separation from Delphine. So at the end of season three, I really don't know what to think of Shay. Either she's innocent and has nothing to do with Dyad or Castor, or she's a really good mole, and maybe she was the one who shot Delphine. So I'm very curious what's going to happen in season four. And thanks for sending that in, Nina. And we also got a voice message from Annie, who co-hosts our other podcasts with us. Hey, Chris and Stephanie, it's Annie. This is weird that I am leaving you a voice memo, since I'm normally recording with you on Drinks with the Doll. Okay, everybody strip! Oh no, oh no, wait a minute, wait a minute, wrong podcast, wrong show. No, no docubus nakedness in this one? Okay, sorry, I'm leaving you a voice memo for Tatiana is everyone, Orphan Black, I have to mentally switch gears here, about Shay. And I might sound like our friend Kevin Batchelder here, but I think it's my extreme bias towards Ksenia Solo that really made me like Shay from the start. Uh, I thought it was just really great to see Cosima go out and do something normal and try to go out on a date and to find Shay. And, uh, yeah, I've just always loved her character that she's this different kind of hippie chick that still tries to, you know, use, um, alternative healing to, uh, help Cosima out, uh, during the season. But I just, I'm so intrigued by her background and what her being in the military means. Is she going to be revealed as a mole for Lita or Castor? Or, you know, is she a neolutionist? Or maybe even something, I, I'm personally on the side, but maybe she's not involved with any of these. Who knows? I don't know. I just, I think it's because Ksenia Solo is the term of, what do they call it? A big fluffy cinnamon roll. Um, I've seen that term on Tumblr a lot. And uh I think it's just because of Ksenia Sola's face that I'm like, oh, Shay's all good. I totally love her. I, to I do. I totally love that character. And I believe she's totally innocent. No, she didn't shoot Delphine or anything. I'm just like, uh, I'm just, I totally believe in her. Whatever's going to happen, happens. So like I said, totally biased. And I cannot wait to see where that character goes in season four because I'm really, really intrigued. So thanks for letting me voice message you and uh, jump on your podcast. Your other podcast sounds weird uh, for a few minutes. Okay, thanks. Bye. Thank you to everybody who sent us feedback for this episode. We'd like to hear your thoughts about Shay. You can go and leave a comment on the show notes over at tatianaiseveryone.com slash 89. 
You can send us an email to feedback at tatianaiseveryone.com. We like getting voice messages in particular. You can record a voice memo using your smartphone and email it to us, or you can call our listener voicemail line at 972-514-7223. We are on Twitter at TIE Podcast, and we're also on Facebook. Tatiana is Everyone is part of the Ask Genre TV family of podcasts. We also have podcasts for Lost Girl and Killjoys and a couple other things. You can find all of those at askgenretv.com. And in this episode, Ksenia Solo's hat was played by Tatiana Maslany. Thanks for listening.